right, coming to you on a, what is it, Monday evening, Labor Day, Labor Day evening, looking at the midweek slate for the USL. Uh, how many games we got here? I think we have six, right? Three tomorrow and three the next day, or no, maybe maybe seven. I think it's seven. Three and then four. Uh, three on Tuesday, four on Wednesday. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick look at what happened recently. Um, I got a bit crushed here. Things did not go my way the way I wanted them to. Uh, to you know, Tacoma getting a red card and just not showing up against Phoenix. Uh, that looked like it was going to be up. The plus one was going to be a push and get there. Of course, the money money line lost. Sacramento was the only thing that really prevailed over the weekend. Um, well, there was another one. I can't remember what it was. That uh, oh yeah, San Antonio giving up the late goal against Pittsburgh. I had San Antonio on the money line. That looked like it was good until Pittsburgh r- squeaked by a goal and stole a point uh, in San Antonio. But uh, nonetheless, here we go. Looking uh, the the past like month, month and a half of of USL has kind of been feast or famine. Like they're really had for I mean for me anyways over here. Um, that there's really hasn't really had been a weekend where it's been sort of an even split. Either the the weekend goes exceptionally well, or it's just trash. And um, not that I not that I want to you know boring weekend right come out uh, with nothing. I'd prefer that over these weekends that just go south really quickly. But uh, let's look at Tuesday and Wednesday. Where are my notes? There are my notes. Uh, Charlotte versus Tampa. Uh, I'm sorry, Charleston versus Tampa. Charleston. Tied Orange County nil-nil last weekend. Tampa reminded Oakland how different they are as teams as they blanked them three to nil uh, at home, I believe. I had Oakland plus eight fifty in that game. Um, they got as high. I saw them as high as ten to one, like Caesar Sportsbook or something like that. Here's what's here's you know after they lost three nil, I was like, well, that doesn't surprise me. Right? I'm not surprised that Oakland didn't, didn't. But here's the thing on on and I should have pulled up my records here, but I'm just gonna go off of memory. Um, I have made, I think, four or five bets this season on teams at seven to one or better as an underdog, and I've won three. So um, it's, I mean, it, you know, that's a small sample size, but rarely do I have, a, rarely do I get to sort of show, like, sort of show how valuable it is to take these lines based off of principle and improved and in and, and, um uh oh goodness what's the word i'm looking for implied probability um because it's not accurate it's not good the number wasn't good i mean you you give me that game a thousand times when oakland is in the form that they're in right now um yeah at, at least, definitely at 10 to 1 i mean at the very least that's breaking even if not winning right so um, some of the, when these dogs get a little too high, there's just these, these, there's these points where you, they, they get too high and just by principle, I have to take them. Uh, and so far seven to one dogs or better, um, is a winning proposition so far this season, knock on wood. Uh, Charleston and Tampa played, uh, back in July, Tampa won one nil at home. Tampa is in really good form here, having won six of their last eight. Charleston are really in shaky form. They're two, three, and one in their last six. If you've done it, that's two wins, three losses, one draw in their last six. Tampa's last five matches include beating a bouncing back Oakland team, shutting out a tough Charlotte team, and shutting out a tough Pittsburgh team. 
Uh, this line opened at plus 146, and I'm super pissed that I missed that. I don't know how I missed it. I remember seeing it, and then I was like kind of busy at the moment, and then I just totally forgot to get back to it. Um, but here's the thing. I'm still taking I'm – I'm placing a half a unit – on plus 118 because I still think it's too high. I think this should be a little bit closer to even money, uh, but I know I'm not getting the best of the number here, so I'm not going to overexpose myself, but I am going to put a little bit here on plus 118 because I do think it's the uh, Pittsburgh's, or I'm sorry, I do think Tampa's definitely the better side. Um, if Charleston pulls, uh, you know, but if Charleston sneaks, if Charleston shows up, um, I'll be mad that I got the worst of the number um, for a full unit. So I'm putting, a, I'm just putting a little bit on plus 118 because I still think there's l technically some value there, even though uh, still 30 cents off the, the opening number. Hartford versus Louisville City. Hartford, uh, a team with just with plenty of talent uh, and promise. Um, that happens to show up when I fade them, and then that disappears when I seem to believe in them. They are 1-6-1. One, one. one win, six losses, one draw in their last eight matches. That goes to 2-7-1 and one in the last 10. They're hosting a fallen-off Lou uh, City team that is winless in their last three matches. When I say fallen-off, I just mean by expectations. Obviously, they're a good team. Um, but having lost their last – or ha not having won their la any of their last three – um, is, uh, you know, that's significant. Hartford lost 2-0 uh, against New York. Louisville lost 1-0 versus Tulsa. Tulsa was a very great outing. Uh, really showed up on, uh, against Louisville. Uh, this is the first match of the season for these two. This is going to be the second game in a five-game stretch over two weeks for Hartford. For, for So in two weeks, they'll have five games. This is the second of that stretch. Uh, they've been kept scoreless. In three of their past four losses, the total is at three because uh, that makes the most sense. I understand why it's at three, but I also think that may be the ceiling on this game because Hartford is in rough form and Louisville City has not been the potent in Louisville that we kind of know them to be. Uh, these teams could sort of, either team could sort of uh, not, you know, um, pull themselves out of whatever rut they're in, either uh you know offensively or as a unit whatever it may be but i i'm taking the under three um hoping that that's a push at worst but um i can see louisville winning this two uh two nil i can see maybe this becoming a two one game and that's a push but i just don't really see this game having that many uh more goals in it with a hartford team that is really struggling in a louisville city uh that have not found the back of the net uh as often as they normally do in their in their past uh three or four matches Austin versus San Antonio. Austin last lost four to one in Colorado Springs, as one does when in Colorado Springs. San Antonio gave up a late goal against a Riverhound team that was lucky to steal a point against them. These teams have played twice this season. In both cases, the away team won. San Antonio three nil. Austin one nil. Uh, a tale of two forms here. Austin has won one of the last six. San Antonio has won four of their last six. Uh, but I think this match is priced right. Uh, this is the, um, the last of the Tuesday matches, the last uh, match that is currently on the board. Um, I think this match is priced right. I think Austin, and you know, and Austin keeps their home games 
close. They keep them low-scoring games, and low-scoring games are always good for the underdog. Um, this is probably 1-0 to either side, and with San Antonio kind of you know having to exhaust themselves just a f- couple days ago against Pittsburgh, uh, who knows um, what kind of legs they have. I'm passing on this match with no angle. Um, I would have liked to have taken San Antonio if, in a different circumstance, but uh, if this was in San Antonio, I might lean that way, but Austin... Uh, stout defense at home um, and they could they could steal one from San Antonio and I don't want to guess which way I don't want to uh, have to guess which way that game's going to go and I don't think there's any value on, on in the line so uh, moving on to Wednesday Loudon United versus Charlotte Loudon sits at the bottom of the table with only 11 points on the season um, probably the team that just seems the most disconnected from this league, if if that's a way to put it, uh, you go to their matches. Hardly anybody's there. Uh, they're they're one of these um, they're one of these MLS two teams, right? Like Atlanta, um, LA Galaxy, you know those uh, uh, Red Bulls, and you know it's one of these teams that it's they're more focused on developing the talent than they are about. Um, necessarily performing well in the league. Of course, you know, the players want to do well, but as far as the organization goes, um, it's more about developing possible talents to move up and down the, the, the MLS chain than it is necessarily about winning inside the USL and it being, um, you know, a, a positive, a, you know, good for the organization, if you will. Um, they they remain top five in expected goals still um, at, at this point in the season. Uh, Loudon last got a one one draw on the road against Rio Grande Valley. Charlotte also took a draw their last time out uh, against Miami. These teams played each other just about a month ago. It was a nil nil draw, I believe. Um, I don't know why I don't have these in my notes, but I do believe it was a nil nil draw. Charlotte's last three games were against Miami, Tampa, and Colorado Springs. And their next three after Loudon here will be Hartford, Pittsburgh, and Miami. That is a lot of game planning to have to do. And Charlotte uh, struggles on the road. Loudon's matchups have been challenging as well, but they're not battling for a playoff spot. And that's what that's the difference there. Charlotte have only won one of their past five row games. Loudon has lost their ability to keep games close sort of like they did at the beginning of the of the season. But I do think this game can remain close or will remain close because I think Charlotte may have a more, um, you know, a less strategic game plan and maybe just a straightforward one of control the ball, come away with points. And that very well could mean 1-0, 2-1, something like that. Because, again, loud with their high expected goals, they can get one by even on a stout uh, Charlotte team. So, uh, if this goal line is at uh, gets to one and a half goals, and I do think there's a chance that it opens there, um, out of verse, it, just because of Loudon's poor performance, and um, I will take that. If it's only at one, I don't think I'm gonna bother because I think I I don't I I don't see this being another draw. But if it gets to one and a half, uh, I definitely will take the uh, I'll take the hook there. Tulsa versus Indy Eleven. Uh, this is a real. This is really simple for me. Uh, Tulsa pulled off an upset against Louisville City, uh, one to nil. Indy lost a very pooper of a match, one to nil to Atlanta United. What a boring match that was. Uh, these two teams have played twice this year, each time with a win at the side of the um, um, as the away side, I should say, two nil each time. Tulsa is running hot 
right now, winning five of their last six. Indy's form is scattered all over the place with all sorts of different results. I'm taking Tulsa at plus 150 or better if they open it there, and I think they might. I don't think I don't think the market truly understands how good Tulsa is in general and how good they're they're playing right now. Um, I'm also taking the over if it's anything under the flat three. So if it's at two and a half or two and a half uh, comma three, right? So the, the Asian handicap is just t- a tick below three. Um, I'll take the over there because I do think this could end. Um, Indy 11 can score, and I think Tulsa will score, and I think Tulsa will score more <laughs> will score more than Indy. Um, I wouldn't want to bet Tulsa too low, though. Um, but I, I would, uh, plus 150 or better, definitely. Um, and anything under a flat three will get the, uh, over for me here. Um, another over match, a match where I think, I mean, the next two matches are going to have, have a ton of action on. Colorado Springs suffered, this is Colorado Springs versus Real Monarchs. Colorado Springs suffered a kind of what a surprising upset against New Mexico United. Um, they're hosting Real Monarchs who last lost, last lost three to two in San Antonio. Both these teams have played each other once. Colorado Springs won that 3-2-1. Um, did you know that Colorado Springs is um, boasting a 90... I don't know if they're boasting, but uh, it pops off the page for me. 90% of their home matches involve both teams scoring. That's right, 90% of their home of their home games involve both teams scoring. And in their home matches, there are an average of four total goals in the match. I don't think that changes here. Real Monarchs uh, can find the back of the net. They just suck at keeping other teams from finding the back of the net. Um, I think we'll see another match here like we did the first two times. Uh, I'm sorry, the first time that these two teams played each other. I'm taking the both teams to score minus 140 or better. I'm betting the over three, which I'm confident is where it's going to open, but it's not going to stay there. I can guarantee you that. I am betting it immediately the second I see it. Uh, and I'm also going to take the over in the first half. Um, it'll likely be one, one and a half handicap, um, uh, Asian handicap, I should say, uh, Colorado Springs is averaging more than two goals per game. And the the games they're in is are averaging more than two total goals in the first half. Real Monarchs matches are averaging, uh, one and a half goals in the first half. Um, so I will take the over in the first half and I think Colorado Springs can knock the socks off Real Monarchs here. Um, I'm hopeful that I can find it at minus 130 or better. Um, I may be tempted to bet, bet, let sell it all the way up to minus 140, even minus 145. I just think this is team. This team's just better. Uh, but I'm hoping that I can get a little bit of a discount on them since they just came off of a uh, a tough loss. And um, yeah, I will be all over thing. I will be all over things happening in this match with the end result being Colorado Springs winning. Last match of the midweek. Las Vegas Lights versus Oakland Roots. Here, this is such an interesting match because um, the opener for this match is going to be so telling on how the market feels about these two teams at the moment, moment, especially Oakland. Uh, You have a Las Vegas Lights team who has uh, has lost their last six matches. Last six matches, all loss results. Oakland lost um, against Tampa after having... um, one or I'm sorry, having gone lossless in those in uh, their past six matches behind that, winning four of those. These teams have played each other twice. Oakland beat Vegas just a couple weeks ago on the road, three to one. Vegas won the first encounter in Oakland, two to one. 
Oakland is just a much different team now than they were when they first played Vegas and only lost two to one. That's the thing. Oakland, who were struggling to win, struggling to score, still kept that a one nil or I'm sorry, two one game. Then they finally find they finally figure out how to put a ball in the back of the net. They finally live up to their, their potential. And they beat the Vegas three to one. They end up beating uh, um, uh, Phoenix and having some other good games. I think this team is just. Cl- I think just the team's just the better side, uh, and, they're, and they're in a much better form. The question is, how much credit is the market going to give Oakland for their current form, and will they be punished for being shut out against Tampa? Now it's easy as us as fans or as handicappers to be like, well, of course they shouldn't be punished for being, uh, be, you know, for that that result in Tampa, but. The market could see that as just oh, just another bad team getting getting blown up by a good team, right? They could still get chalked up as just sort of being this this really poor team. Um, I think this matchup is going to see goals like the first two matches did. If this total opens under the three flat, I'll take the over. If this opens, uh, I'll take the both teams to score at minus one forty or better because both teams can still score. Um, and I'm not quite sure actually what the price Oakland. I this whole time this whole time I was taking my notes and doing my handicapping. I really wasn't quite sure what the trigger price for me on Oakland would be, but it's definitely going to be one of those things that once I see it I'll know. So if Oakland gets disrespected here, I'll most certainly have a play on them. I'll tweet it out if I do at football bet is life. F U T B O L bet is life. Thank you everybody for uh, hanging out with me. I will hopefully drop another one of these in the feed. Thursday night or Friday morning to go over the weekend slate, huge weekend slate, one game on Friday, I think there's like 10 or 11 games on Saturday, and then a game on Sunday, Um, but I will, um, there may be a very short, quick handicap, so I may even just, um, I'll be short on time this weekend, so if I do drop something Thursday or Friday, it'll likely be a, here's, you know, here's the teams playing here's the one angle that i'm playing and why and then move on i may not do get the chance to look into form and all that sort of stuff but okay uh thanks for listening and we'll see you in a few days good luck with all your bets